Hi, I'm Sharenia, and I'm thinking of joining the Mathletes. And I'm Tom, the Barbie doll you never had. And this is Mean by Scene, a podcast about mean girls, one scene at a time. Episode 5, Get In Loser, We're Going Shopping. This episode is going to cover the very beginning of this sequence where the Get In Loser line happens. A look back at Aaron, and then we cut to the mall. Katie confides that she's thinking of joining the mathletes and is told she can't do that. That is social suicide. We briefly see that Janice works here at one of the stores within the mall. And then we come to the set piece at the fountain in the centre of the plaza part, I guess you would call it, where she visualises all the teenagers there as being like animals around a watering hole in non-specific Africa. Look over there! There's Jason! He's with Taylor Waddell. This is not acceptable, and so to split this couple up, because Gretchen likes or likes Jason for some reason, Regina calls Taylor's mother and makes her think that Taylor has gotten pregnant. Uh, Then there is a round of Mean Girl Laughter, the second appearance of Fetch in the movie, and that actually is the end of this scene. It cuts quite quickly to them all going to Regina's house, but we will have a lot to say about the sequence at Regina's house, so we're saving that for the next episode. So, fetch scenes? Fetch scenes. It's adorable. It's so fetch. What is fetch? Okay, so I guess the first thing we should talk about fetch scenes is the reappearance of the word fetch. (laughs) 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 I mean, I think the best part about the reappearance of the word fetch is Regina's reaction to Gretchen saying the word fetch. Oh, that's right. She sort of lets grudgingly lets it go. Right, everyone else has accepted it, and she does this weird little smile. Am I thinking of the right reaction? Well, she kind of does this cringe kind of thing, but she does it after she lets it slide. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's it's good, and of course it means that we we know that. Uh, well, there's you know it's the rule of three. Wait, this is more of a connection thing, but yeah, like it has to appear two times before it can be demolished at the Christmas dance scene. Like, if you only had it one time, and then you don't do it again. So it's not funny this time, really. Is it funny? No. But it has to happen. And, yeah. It does. It's quite good. Yes. And I think um, the other thing I really liked about this scene is Regina's T-shirt. I don't know if you saw what was written on the T-shirt. Did you see it? Did you notice? Oh, I did. Wait, I've, I've forgotten. I remember, I remember looking at it, thinking it was, like, worth noting, and then I didn't note it. Uh, what does it say? Um, it says a little bit dramatic on it. And I feel like oh, yeah. I feel like that was great, especially as she was talking about how joining the mathletes would have been social suicide. And yeah. and Katie was supposed to be really grateful for having met them. I think that was great that her T-shirt said a little bit dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> it's a meta T-shirt. And actually, yeah, it's it's interesting and kind of good, I guess, that she is. She is sort of protecting, or she thinks she's protecting Katie. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, it's not the case that she's only invited Katie to join them because she's up to some kind of Machiavellian scheme. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is, but not, that's not it right now. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, what else is, and actually at that moment, I quite like that Janice waves to say hi. It sort of establishes that she and Katie are friends. Mm-hmm. And also it's a good bit of film storytelling. Like most movies... And actually, I think Mean Girls is included in that. 
you could probably just listen to and you'd understand everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing that only happens on the screen, more or less. Um, and in fact, maybe instead of listening to the first four or five episodes of this podcast, you should just go and listen to Mean Girls. But because um, the time taken would be about the same. But um, yeah, yeah. So it's just a nice bit of uh, setup because then later on, we're going to see that she works in the mall and you're not surprised by it. And it's just, yeah, it's just a good little moment that doesn't really deserve any dialogue and doesn't get any. So it's well made. Yeah, exactly. And I think it it also reflects the whole, you know, grand scheme of things where Katie's actually in on a prank or whatever it is they're doing to mess with the... Right, that's true. It reminds you what the plan was. Exactly. I've forgotten about that. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So it's great. No, that's why. Like, it's just great that, you know, you can you get that tiny reminder that Katie's not actually friends with the plastics although she doesn't see anything wrong with the plastics because i guess one of the things they were trying to show with this movie is that she doesn't really understand how to socialize in a high school setting and how to sort of pick out the nuances of bitchy surroundings and bitchy friends and bitchy commentary where people say one thing and they mean something else and she just thinks anyone that's being nice is actually nice to her face and behind her back yeah and uh, I suppose the other thing, actually, this appearance of Janice does is it sets up the class difference at work, right? Because we're about to next scene, we're going to see Regina's massive house. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't know that Janice has to have a job, unlike Regina, you might assume that it is a Beverly Hills 90210 kind of situation where everybody is just impossibly rich and glamorous. But in fact, like there's more going on like socioeconomically at this school than, than just that. Oh, that's true. Also, where do you think um, Katie's family stands in terms of socioeconomic status? Because I don't think she needs a job, or she doesn't seem to talk about needing a job. No, she doesn't get a job, does she? No. no. And uh, now I assume there's something about her parents' demeanor that makes me think they're fairly well off. They're not like Regina George no. or inventor of toaster strudel <laughs> rich. But but they're doing they're doing okay. Yeah, maybe it's the tenure. Does she? Oh, that's right. She get, her mom got tenure, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like academics are a little outside the whole uh, <laughs> class system in a way. But yeah, tenure I think is yeah. suggests things are okay. So there's another scene. Um, I it it kind of took me a while to pick up on it honestly it's not like a big deal but basically you know the fountain scene where these kids are kind of like dance well acting as animals and stuff there's this yeah you're doing the fun drama class activity of everybody pretend to be a yeah monkey. exactly yeah, no. i mean those those teenagers right i mean presumably we're all at drama school around the same time they were shooting this movie yeah so that whole sequence is just what they would have been doing on tuesday with their drama teacher anyway yeah. and now they've come and had to do it so i've actually you know, looked for money That's i've great. actually looked up some of them none of them have actually done anything of significance so we're fine we don't really need to care about that but we can't okay. look at yeah, we can't look at like i think one of them sorry one of the girls oh no we'll we'll do this in connections anyway so yeah, yeah, um, so in in the scene that i saw there's this girl right before they fall into the fountain she kind of i think she's mimicking a chimp um, and she's, mm. she kind of throws the paper on the ground, but then they cut to someone else and then they cut back to her and she's actually eating this piece of paper. So I thought that was a pretty cool, like, <laughs> <That's> cool. 
<laughs> it was. I hadn't noticed that. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> yes, because she was eating something. I'm like, but she had nothing in her hand. <laughs> She'd thrown that paper. Yeah, so I thought it was like that cool. They probably had to do a second take of, of it or something and just didn't cut it right. <laughs> yeah. So fun little slip up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, a kind of a fun gag, I guess. And then what else is good here? Oh, I, I quite like Taylor Waddell's mother. Like, it's just good face acting. She has about yeah. 10 seconds on screen. Yeah. And she, uh, she like, I've, I feel like she's probably a good mother. You know, she had the kind of the right level of concern. And stuff. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. acting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well done. Acting is just reacting, and she reacted really well to that news. Yeah, quite a, a sort of jarring split screen. Have they done yeah. split screen before in this film? Not yet, right? Because we get the to camera bits yeah. about Regina George and so on. But that's one of the yeah, like there are a few st- stylistic flourishes. Mm-hmm. Um, the and color that is one of them. The color contrast, the pink. Yes. Next to the gray, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and actually speaking about that that phone call, one of the things I think we talked about this in episode zero. One of the things I've always liked about this film is it's actually about girls, and re- what Regina does to Taylor, although it's very mean, mm-hmm. is interesting because it's later on in the movie we're going to hear the phrase "girl on girl crime." Mm-hmm. This is a trick that it's something that only a girl could do to another girl. True. Like. The, if it's uh, yeah, if a boy is involved, the gender roles at work just don't. It just wouldn't happen. It doesn't match up. So it's interesting in that way. Like it's very specifically female. Also, boys that age don't know what Planned Parenthood is. Let's be honest. No, no, <laughs> no clue. <laughs> I think that's kind uh, of. You got anything else for fetch scenes? No, I yeah? think. No? Um, Karen didn't have a lot to say or do during the scene, except point out that Jason was with Taylor Waddell. Yeah, maybe. Well, let's let's segue into questions. Yeah. Because that suggests uh, a question of itself. Hey, we're doing a lunchtime survey of new students. Can you answer a few questions? Okay. Which which of the plastics is the least challenging, stroke interesting role? It might be Karen. She mostly just has to point out things about people's relationships. It seems. Yeah. That's true, but I feel like her role is pretty challenging considering right i i don't know if you've done drama oh yeah you have to be able to put your fist in your mouth oh no (laughs) (laughs) no not just that but i don't know if you've ever done drama i did like one year when they introduced the curriculum in our high school but um um one of the things that you learn is that it's harder to do nothing while you're on screen or while you're on stage um rather than being someone that has a dialogue or being someone that's involved and engaged in what's happening because you can't just be like standing there waiting and doing nothing you still have to be in character and you have to do something that's in character but also you have to do nothing and kind of be a part of the background so i feel like it's probably one of the more challenging roles that she has to do compared to all the other i mean i wonder if that's just something they tell the kids that they're not giving major parts to but yeah, I mean, point taken. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and uh, as a as a mediocre actor, I've certainly had my fair share of background <laughs> roles that involved trying to be just interesting enough, but not overshadowing what's what's important. Um, so, yeah, could be actually. 
All right. Anyway, uh, more more relevant questions. The watering hole. What do we what do we think about the watering hole? Yeah. So I mean, I feel like we both have questions about the watering hole, but completely different questions. So you want to go with yours first? Uh, I mean, mine is 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 this another reductive Africa as a country kind of scene? And is in fact, do you think they had the idea for this sequence, and like went back and decided that that's why Katie was living in Africa? So she could sort of reference this. And if they hadn't thought of this, she'd have been living in, I don't know, Helsinki or something. Yeah, that's a, I mean, I wouldn't say they've based her entire background based on this one sequence. And I think they've brought the sequence up a, like a couple of other times during the movie. This is probably one of the first times that they oh, bring yeah, it up. True. Yeah. But definitely it is a reductive, like, stereotype of also africa i mean come on it's a continent guys yeah. <laughs> come on tina fey <laughs> i mean yeah i'm well like i said actually in the draft script it does say namibia specifically and i yeah i think that actually does work for the wildlife she's talking about yeah they could have said namibia but i don't know maybe maybe they got an angry letter from the Namibian consulate about something, who knows? Maybe they thought it wasn't relevant to Americans. Well, more likely it's that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what, what what questions do you have about uh, the fountain? Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of Katie seeing a water hole, i.e. did she see it in a safari? Did she see it? Is that she did she grow up near a watering, watering hole? Was it safe for her to see it? I mean, what kind, I mean, there were a lot of animals that were around the watering hole. Is that how it usually is? Was she not in school while animals were around the watering hole? What was Katie doing? What was her childhood like? Why isn't there a movie <laughs> on that? <laughs> I mean, is that not what Mean Girls 2 is about? Um, so... Oh, that's true. She does talk about it as if she saw it all the time. I mean, I can only... What I would assume is that sometimes on Take Your Daughter to Work Day... <laughs> Her parents would let her go on the animal spotting and so on. I mean, if she lived in Namibia, which actually we've established she didn't, but there is the Okavango Delta, which is full of, you know, well, water um, and animals <laughs> gathering together. But yeah, that, that is a thing, though. Different species do come down to the water um, because there's only one source of water in the area. But yeah, she can't really have seen the animals that often can she yeah because how close know. would she have been to the watering hole you have to probably maintain a safe distance i'm assuming one assumes in the jeep yeah, i'd like to hope the other way. <laughs> that they yeah. wouldn't let you her. would hope <laughs> yeah and maybe she just means on tv the other thing is maybe this is like wow maybe we have an un she's she's an unreliable narrator like there's that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, I'm from Africa. Yeah, of course, I saw animals down the watering hole all the time. Um, yeah. Is she just kind of bigging up her experience to us, the audience? Yeah. I wonder. Or mm. maybe this is just Americans pandering to their whole <laughs> view of what Africa is, i.e. I mean, all Africans, yeah. <laughs> anyone in Africa. The fact, yeah. <laughs> they're just yeah, living. The fact that it's sort of, oh, look, they're a bit like savage animals. <laughs> Let's tie this to Africa somehow. I mean... Why not South America? Uh, they also have jungles and, and wild animals there, or indeed North America. <laughs> but yeah, it's that I think is where it starts to it's a little iffy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's fine. They have kind of legit established that she hung around wildlife. It wasn't like, yeah, if her parents had been bankers 
working in Nairobi. And then she went, yeah, I used to see, uh, <laughs> used to see lions knocking around, knocking around near the, the swimming pool. That's true. Yeah, that would be, that would have been weird. Good, but, true. Yeah. Seems legit, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call it legit. It just, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's decent. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I have one more question. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so the whole, I, I mean, you did bring up the whole girl-on-girl girl, girl on girl crime. Wow, that was a mouthful. Um, and how only a girl could have pulled off the whole planned parenthood thing, stunt. Um, and I think, like, okay, wait, how do I phrase this as a question and not as, like, how dare she? Um... You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start with how wait, dare she? Isn't, isn't how dare she a question? I, I mean, it yeah, is, it but... is, but it's not like a question that you can answer. Um, okay, but how uncool is it that they're like the problem here is Jason, right? And Jason's actions, but they're punishing Taylor Waddell for it. Like Taylor didn't do anything wrong. It was Jason that messed around. <laughs> trying to be that's, PG. That's a good... Yeah, I mean, he didn't even, right? He's, he's not actually dating Gretchen. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the thing. exactly. It's not even a... Yeah, he's... Uh, I mean, we already know he's a kind of a tool from the cafeteria scene, but yeah, like... Uh, yeah, once once again, surprisingly, the man gets away unpunished from... Yeah, from this. You're right, that is... I hadn't really considered that angle, but it's... Uh, yeah, Taylor, what... What has Taylor done to deserve this? Yeah, and not just that. Like, if you think from a strategic point of view, it's not very, like, you would, like, okay, hold on. If you think from, <laughs> if you think from a strategic point of view, right, it seems like Regina George is being really smart by doing the whole, yeah, not if you go through information and they can't, you know, track caller ID and stuff. But it was kind of a dumb move because you're blocking Taylor from dating anyone else, but you're not blocking Jason from dating anyone else. So he's still free to date whoever he wants to, which means what she did solved nothing. Yeah, you're right. The tactics are good, but the strategy is lacking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking like, yeah, for... If a guy was trying to to stop Jason from being out today, I mean, it would probably get massively out of hand, and he would like fake a bomb threat or something, so that a SWAT team was called on him. So that would be worse, or would it? Um, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. That's interesting though, because what kind of leverage would Regina ever have on Jason? Is this is this the hidden secret message also at the core of Mean Girls, which is that girls turn on each other because they can't actually do anything about the patriarchal structures that are working against them, even from high school oh interesting the mm. fact that jason gets away with things even though he's such a skis as they've said multiple times throughout the movie as they said. and the fact that gretchen being this you know conf this confident woman is still interested in a guy like jason like that that really bothers yeah, well, me that, ra that raises questions as well yeah yeah, yeah. I'm not saying... It's not the most problematic yeah. like, crush in the movie, but we'll get to that. <laughs> like, there are things that are more problematic, but the fact that, you know, she, like, her dad invented the toaster strudel or whatever. Yeah. And the fact that she has all this confidence. Or it could be this whole idea of, like, deeper insecurities that Gretchen has, which she does, and that does come up later when she confides in Katie. But... It could point towards deeper insecurities that Gretchen has 
and the fact that she thinks she deserves this keys like Jason, which is sad. You deserve better, Gretchen, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you deserve silver hoop earrings. <laughs> you deserve silver goes hoop with earrings. Widow on South Boulevard? Caller ID. Now when you connect from information. Hello? Okay, so connections for this episode. First of all, we have uh, the inimitable Taylor Waddell's mom, played by Laura DiCartere. Um She actually has lots of credits, mostly TV, quite a few movies, at least two every year since 1999, up until we're recording this now. Wow. So she's had like a very busy career. I didn't actually write down any of what they were, but like I'd say about half of them were all kind of, oh yeah, I've seen that show, I've seen that show. I don't remember who she was or like I don't kind of suddenly think oh that's right she was the lawyer's assistant in that thing I didn't like right. suddenly have a flashback to who she was but she's clearly um well not well we've already noted pretty pretty good at the old acting even given only a 10 to 15 second slot to do it mm -hmm. but if you keep getting hired like that it means you actually show up to work on time and hit your marks and remember your lines uh, which I've heard is the reason that uh Keanu Reeves especially in the sort of 90s kept getting work even though everyone said he wasn't that good at acting and it was like yeah but he doesn't hide in his trailer and he's nice to the crew yeah <laughs> and he you know and he does the stunts so yeah she's uh laura de Carteret, i guess is the tv uh mum version of that and mm. then uh we have taylor waddell herself played by alexandra stapley and she uh well she was in one episode of la femme nikita the tv show as the title character but younger mm -hmm. and she has a bunch of younger version roles she was in various things, Shannon, age 12, 10-year-old Francesca, and Annabelle, eight years old. And Mean Girls is her last screen credit, so it looks like she kind of aged out of the system. Yeah. And she has a twin sister called Holly, who did some of those child roles with her, which is what you do. Um, it's kind of standard practice, except, of course, in Is It Full House? Because, of course, the idea that there's Mary-Kate and Ashley, that's a, that's a myth. There's actually only one Olsen. <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> only one Olsen twin <laughs> yeah. what's that <laughs> false it's just uh, I mean you never see them together but if you do one of them is a body double I think that was it anyway but uh yeah I, I didn't really find much out about Alexandra Stapley I did try googling just to see if she'd like become a, I don't know a high-powered lawyer or you know like a an oil painter or something but I don't know right this is where I come in <laughs> It is where you come in, I believe. <laughs> yeah, so I, I did look up Alexandra Stapley as well. And um, yeah, I think she did a lot of um, child roles, probably because she had a twin. I feel like that's something that's really important in movies and TV shows. That's how, um, what's their name again? Zach and Cody. Cole, Dylan and Cole uh, Sprouse. Yeah. That's how they got their role. They started in Friends as Baby Ben. Um but anyway, yeah, so I think a lot of twins, guys, if you're a twin, try to get a child yeah. role. Wait. We should, well, I think if you're listening to a podcast, it might be too you, late. It might but, be yeah, a little Just to late. explain, if, if, you, if listeners don't know, it's because of the, the limitations on how many hours child actors or child anything can, can work. Yeah. So in order to extend the shooting time, you get some identical twins or triplets. I mean, yeah. Actually, yeah, we shouldn't be saying like that you should be getting the roles. If you're, you know, uh, parents are about to become them and you've got some multiple kids coming along yeah now is the time to sign up with a talent agency and uh, you know get them earning some money exactly exactly so yeah I mean Alexandra Stapley so I looked her up and 
like you said, she hasn't really done any roles after the 90s, except for this in 2004, and then that, that was kind of it. Um, so she was the baby in Baby on Board, and that's why I found that's how I found out that she had a twin, because I was like, huh, if she's the baby, that means she must have had a twin. And then I found I out. I mean, you're saying Baby on Board, like this is a film I should have heard of. Is this, should I have heard of this film? I, I mean... If I've heard of the film, I feel like you must have heard of the film. I mean, I've heard the expression baby on board and, and I've heard the song from The Simpsons um, when Homer was in a barbershop quartet, but uh, no. Oh, no. well, 1992. Watch it, I guess, <laughs> if you're interested. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and then she's also... So I feel like this is probably her least significant role, but it's so adorable. In... <laughs> um, in 1991, so I guess a year before she did Baby on Board, um, she was in this Kellogg's Christmas commercial, and it is just the cutest. And guys, like, settle in. Imagine it's Christmas. I'm going to paint you a picture <laughs> um, of the most, com like, the most adorable Christmas commercial you've probably never seen because you're probably not old enough to know what it is. Um so yeah, this is this is how the commercial goes, and this has nothing to do with Mean Girls, by the way. Um, this is how the commercial goes. <laughs> um, so it's the night before Christmas, i.e., Christmas Eve. Three kids coming down the stairs. Obviously, they're kids. They're trying to catch Santa. So um, what they do is they keep a box of cornflakes and a bowl, and they've got milk, and they're like, "Well, Santa must be really tired." Um, you know, from all the traveling and the gift giving, I don't really remember the dialogue. Um, so we're going to help him re-energize with some healthy breakfast, like some healthy cornflakes. And, um, they go to bed because Santa doesn't come up till you go to bed. And then they're supposed to wake up when they hear like him crunching on cornflakes. And, um, <laughs> um, Alexandra Stapley is the only one that wakes, she's the youngest, by the way. So she's the only one that wakes up. Um, and she sees Santa and he goes, shh, which by the way, sounds creepy, but was really adorable. Um, <laughs> grown man saying shh to a little girl, um, at night stranger in their living room. But it, this was real Santa. And, um, he gives her a spoon of cornflakes and she goes, like, she does this really adorable ho, ho, ho bit. And <laughs> it just melts your heart. And then... Um, like, she goes back to bed, lets Santa finish finish his um, cornflakes. Next morning, the kids wake up, see an empty bowl, no cornflakes left, no milk left. And they're like, ooh, he must have really enjoyed it. And they look at um, baby Alexandra and they're like, we're sorry you missed Santa this time. And she just goes, ho, ho, ho again. <laughs> and that's the commercial. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I so mean, yeah you're right that's actually that's way longer than her on-screen time in Mingos so yeah it was adorable and it was heartwarming if you're missing Christmas please go watch this commercial it's on YouTube excellent um we won't put a link in the show notes we will I mean not. I would say we would but we'll, we'll forget just forget probably will um, okay uh let's see I, I've, I've got a couple couple of weirdly technical connections uh -huh. as well so um uh the mall where this is filmed is in toronto it's called showway gardens mall 
and uh, you know it's still open you could go there today except you can't because of the coronavirus lockdown <laughs> but uh, <laughs> in principle it still exists there is no fountain in the middle though um i don't know if it was there and has since been removed mm -hmm. or if they just put it in for the film but uh from fo contemporary photos i've seen it doesn't have that right and then the background music for this scene is built this way brackets slow remix by samantha ronson and this is connection um because this music comes back later in the film at the f spring fling Ooh. when everybody's making friends again this music comes back in again it's pretty low in the mix because there's lots of chatter over the top right but it is the same song i wonder what that signifies if anything or they just had already paid for the rights to the song and they just wanted to use it no i've just realized the line at the end is something like janice says i hate this song mm -hmm. katie says i know this song Oh, that's Are we to believe right. that this was actually playing in the mall or on the... Mm. Oh. Tom, mm. should we do an episode where we just kind of analyze all the songs from Mean Girls? Yeah, that's probably a good idea, especially since I found the soundtrack on Spotify and saved it to my, <laughs> to my list. Perfect. So, oh, I almost yeah. forgot about one of the connections I had. Are you done with your connections? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They're not that good. Yeah. Um, no, so, I mean, this is not a great connection, but one of the girls in the like watering hole sequence um i believe she was in american pie 2007 i forgot which one it was or the return of something but she was one of the characters in american pie that was my other connection in an american pie sequel yes yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> so one of them yeah, made it wow. <laughs> yeah after a fashion sort of <laughs> yeah I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been Euro Trip. So, um... <laughs> I enjoyed Euro Trip. Yeah. Touchdown, Pope! Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on. Actually, no, there is no moving on. Um, I'm out of connections, and that was your one. So, yeah, yeah I guess so. Next time we're doing Regina's house and family i suppose yeah right? we're doing amy poehler next time is basically amy what we're poehler. saying <laughs> yeah because we'll probably have a lot to say about her yeah it might be a long episode in fact okay so with that um uh, thank you sharanya thank you tom and thank you listeners for listening you can find this podcast which in theory comes out fortnightly but we're not too sure about that yeah uh, but it always comes out on wednesdays um but you can find us on anchor.fm uh, forward slash mean by scene we're also on apple Podcasts, spotify and a variety of other bits and pieces follow us on social media on instagram and twitter at mean by scene don't have a facebook page we should do a linkedin profile though just like make up um we probably should maybe um maybe gretchen wieners dad and just have his profile I'm sure someone's probably done that. I'm and, not uh, sure. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> All right, bye then.